Darian Hagan goes back. Rolls to his left. Here comes the rush. Hagan has some time. Pumps the ball downfield. Has it intercepted. Baylor has the ball. I believe it's intercepted by Frankie Smith. And that's the ball game. With one second left to go, Frankie Smith steps in front of the ball. And this ball game belongs to the Baylor Bears. With one second to go, Frankie Smith intercepts the pass. And the Baylor Bears have upset the defending national champions in Boulder, Colorado. Broken the nation's longest win scheme. Frankie Smith, a senior from Grosbeck takes the pass interception that seals the doom of the Colorado Golden Buffaloes. Baylor will win it 16 to 14 with one second left to play on the clock. Frank, you have been through so many of this, these big games. How does this one rank? John, this is just like the 1985 victory over Southern Cal out in Los Angeles when they were number three in the nation and Baylor beat them, I believe, a score of 20 to 13. This one, of course, is gonna rank right up there and certainly Baylor's most significant road victory since that time. Now, back to today's JMO Radio Show. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Great audio there goes back to uh, Baylor football broadcast. Quite obviously, it was 1991. Baylor went to Boulder, Colorado, beat the Buffaloes. And as Frank said in the call, they were the defending national champions, ended the longest, uh, at the time, the longest home field winning streak in the nation, uh, won it on a Jeff Ireland field goal, and then that interception by Frankie Smith sealed the deal. 16-14 to 14 was the final. And isn't it fun to go back and hear uh, the voice of the great Frank Fallon uh, as I mentioned, today is his birthday. Would have been 90 years old today. And as such, we've got the great Steve Fallon in the studio with us. Uh, one of Frank's sons and good friend for a long, long time. And it is nice to see you. You haven't been out much, and so we're honored to have you here with us. Well, I'm just honored to be here, John. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's good to see you. How have you been uh, through all of this? You you really have stayed sheltered in. Uh, yeah, we really have. The uh, uh, You know, it's... It's unbelievable is what this whole thing is. It's yeah. just unbelievable. Uh, but, you know, you have the, the COVID-19 and now the racial unrest and uh, our, our longtime uh, companion dog of 11 years. She was my shop dog. She died the other oh, day. Oh, I'm yeah, so sorry. Old age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sitting there going, do I want to wake up this morning? Do I want to get out of bed? Exactly. 2020, man. <laughs> yeah. 2020. Well, it really is great to uh, to see you, to visit with you. And uh, I had the thought, you know, it's your dad's birthday, and that, that date never escapes me. I know it doesn't you either. But uh, it's fun to fun to hear his voice and, and fun to celebrate how, how great your dad was for so many years. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you bringing back his memory today, John. You know, it's interesting. I'll, uh, not as often as, as it used to be, but now... Uh, there's still some of the old timers, just a few of them, yeah. uh, who still remember Dad. And they'll go, Fallon, Fallon, are you related to Frank Fallon? And I go, Yeah, I'm his 67 year old little boy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's cool. That's great. Well, you, uh, if, for folks who don't know, uh, you had a great broadcasting career yourself. I mean, uh, in, in Austin, where were you before Austin TV? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know that uh, trek. Well, I barely remember it. It was so long ago. <laughs> the uh, uh, I started out with uh, KWTX FM radio. Okay, in, in, in the closet? Uh, in the closet, okay. in high school. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my boss was my dad, so I had to be careful. Uh, <laughs> and then after that, I went into the Army uh, after high school and, and was with the Armed Forces Radio Network for two years. Then I came back here to KWTX doing both radio and TV. Yep. And then went to Austin uh, for three years at uh, KVET, K- no, that was a, a radio station, at uh, KXAN, 
for three years and then spent eight or nine years with uh, uh, a radio station doing sports talk and broadcasting play-by-play for the Longhorns and other schools. And then um, uh, came back to uh, Waco after Dad had gotten Parkinson's. I kind of wanted to be back at home. Took the job at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame and stayed there for 17 years. Yeah, 17 years. Wow. Yeah, 17 years. That's great. So... Uh, I, I had a, I, I've had a varied career, John, <laughs> no question about it, but it's all been fun and never a day in my life if I worked. So ah, that's great. I'm pretty fortunate. That's great. Those days at KWTX, uh, radio and then TV, that was the old building on Bosky, which a lot of folks, you know, have no idea that that used to be a, a TV slash radio station. Yeah, it was really funny too, because, uh, you re- I don't think, no, you may not be young enough, uh, old enough to remember. I'm probably the, not. No, I'm much younger. I was, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to help you out here, yeah, John. Yeah. Uh, the old Bell and Howe cameras. No, I was after that. <laughs> we would go across the street uh, to the Heart of Texas Coliseum and film the first half of Baylor basketball games, yeah. race back to the studio, have the process uh, film processed. Then I would quickly try to put together some highlights oh, of the first half. Man. And then at 10 o'clock, do the 10 o'clock uh, sports. Well, of course, the game's over with, and I'd be showing a little bit of the first half highlights, and everybody <laughs> thought, wow, that is cool, because, you know, our competition, KCEN, couldn't get back in no time to, yeah. to do it. So, uh, yeah, that was the old days, John. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I, I really was glad that I missed the film days. I was there when we had that first Ikigami on that huge, you know, trailer. Looked like a banana. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. it was huge, too, yeah. but I never had to, I was past the time when you were doing film and developing it i was i was videotaped so take well, that one of my favorite stories and i'm not going to say his name because first of all i can't remember it but he was the he was the news director and uh, they called me one morning because there was a shootout going on in downtown and they needed somebody to help with the camera work and uh i had gone down there and you know that big backpack you had oh, to wear gosh, real yes. heavy. yeah rich adams was his name okay anyhow we, uh, so he wants to go f- film outside where they had the barriers and everything around there i said whoa 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 i said i'm a sports broadcaster i'm not lugging 40 pounds and dodging bullets and he says i'm gonna go tell buddy bostick if you don't and i said tell him <laughs> so i stayed in the car and uh the guy never fired any other shots after that thank goodness but uh yeah, uh, sports casting, at least you know when the event's going to take place. <laughs> right. And uh, most of the time, there aren't any guns in display shooting people. Hopefully not. Uh, and so I feel comfortable in the sports broadcasting field. News, no, not so much. Yeah. What were the times, uh, what were the occasions when you and your dad worked together? Well, there were two occasions. The uh, first one was with the old Southwest Conference Radio Network. Right. And we were supposed to do seven games together, but after the third game, they separated us. Huh. Uh, said we sounded Sound. too much alike. <laughs> That's funny. And they couldn't, you know, you couldn't tell the difference. I said, well, Dad sounds a whole lot better than me. He said, no, nah, well, you still sound too close. So they separated How us. How about that? And then the uh, uh, second time was with a um, uh, a television, uh, I think it was a, I can't remember the name of it, but it was, uh, we did basketball, Southwest yeah. Conference was basketball. Was that HSE or was it? No, it was before, before that. that? They, okay. they went out of business pretty quick. We, okay. we didn't get paid for like two years after we did the games. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, in fact, I don't know if I ever got paid. But the uh, uh, but we, we did those games one year together, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Your dad was held in such high esteem by everybody here and really everybody that knew him. Uh, and, and, and he and your mom loved your mom also raising you four boys. And what was that like growing up? I mean, you're the son of Frank Fallon. That's a big deal. Well, we didn't, you know, uh, like, like with most teenagers, you don't really get it until later on. 
but uh, we always, uh, you know, like, oh, your father would be so ashamed if I told him <laughs> you did this, Steve. Uh, you know, that kind of a thing. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, the notoriety and all of that and hearing him on the radio, you just grow up with it. So yeah. you don't know it's a big deal until, until later. Uh, but, you know, what I find so amazing uh, is, you know, he had a very, he had a great career at Baylor. Uh, some really, uh, you know, crazy years, the Bill Bill era and and some other stuff. But, John, he never had anything like what you've gone through over <laughs> your career. Not even close. Yeah, he would have uh, loved this. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, he's, he was probably up there telling God, God, what, why'd you give John all the hard stuff? Uh, <laughs> That's right. But uh, you, you have just uh, you've become a legend yourself. And you'll you'll uh, you'll know it when it's uh, when it's all said and done with. And then everybody gives you all these accolades for years and. I remember one time, Dad, there was some function that they wanted to honor him at. And, and uh, I said, you're going out again? And, of course, he had uh, Parkinson's right. and had, had advanced to that point. And he was kind of tired of going anywhere. He said, son, it's tough being a legend. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's great. Hey, tell the story. Um when Frank's doing a game at, at what was Baylor Stadium then, and a police officer has to come in, tap him on the shoulder. Oh, and you, guys you would are, bring that Yes, up, I John. would. This, Garrett, you're going to like this. It wasn't me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, Steve's version is it wasn't him. It wasn't me. All right, tell your version of the story. Okay, my version of the story, uh, which, of course, is the factual version, <laughs> right. is that uh, Dad was doing the broadcast of the game, and my brother Mark and I were a little bored. <laughs> and so uh, it was back in the old days, you know, back when Baylor was being beaten by 40 points or so, and the game was no longer interesting to us. So we went up on the roof, kind of looked around, and uh, I found a couple of mustard packets up there. So I thought, this will be fun. So I opened up one of the mustard packets and leaned over the edge of the roof and squirted, and down went the mustard onto somebody. And, of course, they're looking around trying to see where that mustard oh, came man. from, and nobody looked up. Yeah. And my brother Mark thought that was pretty funny, so he takes a rock and chunks it and nearly knocked a lady out. <laughs> and so the, we go racing back up into the booth real fast and sit there like we hadn't been doing anything. And uh, somebody had seen a couple of kids up there, and, so he comes in, and during a commercial, he says, uh, he, he looked at us, and he said, Mr. Fallon, I'm sorry to have to break in, but uh, we're getting reports down there that there's some kids up on the roof knocking the hell out of people with rocks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, that wasn't fun going home that night, John. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You no, not heard about fun. that when you got home, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, thanks to you, I'm still hearing about yeah, it that's 40 right. years later. I, I will always <laughs> bring that years one up. later. <laughs> that's been a few years. Uh, but your dad was so good for so long. And like I said, so well-respected. I mean, think about a guy that's so uh, uh, aligned with Baylor, but he does Southwest Conference basketball TV games representing the whole league, and he's respected enough that he can do that and have the approval of the other Southwest Conference coaches. Yeah, they uh, there there was not, uh, to my knowledge, it's so. Anytime you go back in time, it's hard to remember all the details. But it wasn't like they took a vote or anything. But the um, commissioner at the time, uh, boy, I tell you, when you get old, you Cliff just, Spiegel, maybe was it Spiegel? Maybe, maybe. Uh, really championed for him, hmm. and so uh, they they said, okay, we'll do it. Hmm. And you know, the that? rest is history. He 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 was great. You oh, know, yeah. was, uh, uh, he had a way of. Of, uh, well, like you do, you, you call the Baylor games, you know you're a Baylor fan, but you give credit to the other team where yeah. credit is due, and if Baylor isn't doing so well, you find the right verbiage to say, you know, <laughs> they're not doing so well without it sounding, you know, derogatory. Yeah. And uh, he was the same way, and you, I, I'm sure you picked that up from him, and 
you've certainly carried it well. And the, uh, uh, but it is difficult when you have a home team and it's a real tight ball game, but you're broadcasting for both schools' fans. Yeah. Uh, to make sure you maintain that uh, walk the straight and narrow, it's it is it can get tough. But yeah. he could do it. I mean, he was such a pro that he could do that. Well, I've heard the both of you do it. Yeah, you both <laughs> know how to do that, and that's good. One of the many things I learned from him, uh, I, I I remember talking to him about a book. I said, "You need to write a book." And he said, uh, well, I've got the first chapter. You know where this is going? He said, I've got the first chapter. Said, I'm going to name, just list all the color analysts that I worked with during his uh, career. That was going to be the first chapter, (laughs) just a list of that. But he never did. Did he get around to putting things on paper? Uh, No, I I don't think Dad ever really had that first chapter done either. (laughs) Because I will look through all of his stuff after uh, he had uh, uh, passed and uh, never did find anything uh, along those lines, but uh, well, he he was so you know he wasn't a guy a guy that collected all kinds of stuff, but the things he would keep kind of amazed me. Like, why did he keep this, or mm-hmm. why did he keep it? Like what? What were some of those things? Well, you know, like he had a 1977 Texas Relays uh, <laughs> program, huh. and I'm going, why would he? Why would he keep a 1977 Texas Relays program? And he has, you know, he worked for Baylor for 43 years. He should have piles of programs. <laughs> yeah. He didn't. Uh, but that program, I guess, had some special meaning that huh. I don't know about. Yeah. And he did that. He did the Texas Relays for 25 years, oh, maybe yeah, more than at that. Least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his versatility, you think about that, what he did, and he was so good at everything. He did golf. He did golf on the radio. Yeah. I mean, who yeah. could do that? My, f- <clears throat> my favorite story on golf is that uh, they had hired him to do the uh, Byron Nelson Classic and several other people as well. And uh, my mother had gotten sick. And so uh, he called them and said, I cannot go. Said, we'll just call you for reports. Watch the TV. Oh, because <laughs> it was on television. Wow. So so he was on he, he when it came time. Let's go to Frank Fallon now covering, uh, uh, you know, down on the and dad wasn't right. And he and dad was talking into the phone quietly. Well, we've got someone. So he's coming up to the 14th <laughs> golf voice. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, he, we were all told Shh, be quiet. Yeah. But he, yeah, he did the Byron Nels that was on the old uh WFAA radio. Wow, yeah, really? Uh, for several years, and and uh, called one of them from home, and nobody ever told anybody that. Well, you're really in there. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Again, that shows how much they thought of him. They didn't go look for a replacement. They said, "We still want you, even though you can't be here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You wouldn't do that these days. Right. Right. How's the uh, how's the pipe collection? How's the pipe business? Oh, it's going great. Yeah. The, uh, you know, it's it's very interesting. The uh, uh, of course, I was. Uh, I thought I was really in good shape because when the COVID nineteen hit, <laughs> and we had the stay at home orders, and all these people were losing their jobs, and you know, they're all they can do. They're sitting at home, so they're ordering online. Well, my sales had gone way oh, up, wow. not only on the pipes but on the tobacco too, because people didn't have anything else to do. And then came that wave of uh, of uh, money from the uh, stimulus checks. But right before that happened is when. I got, you know, shut down and I'm going, dang, I feel like everybody, I didn't even, I, I, you know, COVID-19 got me in a roundabout way. Yeah, yeah. So I had to stay down for two months until I got situated in my new shop and then was able to reopen. But by that time, I guess everybody that didn't really need them had spent 
their stimulus uh, spent that money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, your wife Beverly, you're telling mm-hmm. me has a new uh, a new shop out in Robinson. Yeah, the Bevy Boutique. The it, Bevy Boutique. It's not open yet, but yeah. uh, we'll be here in a few weeks. And All it's, right. uh, it's also a consignment shop, okay. ladies, ladies stuff. Okay, right there on Highway 77. Right, right next to uh, the old Rocket Cafe, which okay. uh, may or may not reopen. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, they um, uh, they had really it wasn't the COVID nineteen thing. They really wanted to retire, but we're thinking about it. Um, so they're they're still dis- deciding whether to reopen huh. or to or uh, or, or negotiate uh, with the lease uh, owner uh, on getting another uh, hamburger uh, place. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And I can tell you about that off the air, but not on the air. But <laughs> okay. anyway, the uh, it, it 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 will be good, whatever it is. All right, which would be good for the Bevy Boutique if you had another place open right next to her. Oh yeah, I, I'm really in. Uh, I'm kind of in a tough situation because. Uh, you know, I have a, I live on six acres, so I, I mow all the way around with my lawn tractor all around the fence line and four times around for me is about a mile and a half. And then I can go six at laps if I want to sometimes. So, so I'm getting all that, uh, walking in and, um, and having a good time and, uh, you know, keeping my svelte figure. Yes, you are. So, so then I move into this new building, and to the left is the Rocket Cafe, <laughs> and to the right is a marvelous donut shop. <laughs> and so, you They're know, I'm going to pick up you. weight real fast. <laughs> I just can't help myself, you know. <laughs> donuts are fantastic. So. Uh, I've had a few just to sample to make sure, sure. they're okay for good neighbor. You know, yeah, 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 good neighbor yeah, kind yeah. of thing. How are your brothers doing? Everybody doing well? Doing well. Yeah. Kyle's we, birthday was yesterday. We mentioned that. Oh, he did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kyle. We do birthdays here. Uh, you do birthdays in the nine a.m. hour. Yes. Yeah. Don't we hear it? John, yeah. I've never oh, yeah. heard mine brought up. I'm just saying. No. Wait, I'm sure we have because oh, I know you have, you're on okay. my list. Yes. Okay. Good. Right. Well, I'm glad I'm sure we have. Well, I may I may have overslept that day. You never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mark's doing good. Mike and Kyle, they're all just uh, having a good time. Mike's the funny one. He's uh, uh, he retired after 22 years as a police officer. You know, at the University UT. of Texas, mm-hmm. and so uh, he's his uh, daughter has had like three or four uh, kids. So he's playing with grandkids all the time. Oh, fine. But he's also working as a security guard at this some kind of a shop. Uh, but I'll I'll never forget back when uh, you know we had all that trouble with uh, the Iraq situation and they were taking all the people that were uh, not on active duty but inactive and moving mm-hmm. up to active. So mm-hmm. he calls me one day and he says, "Steve, what am I going to do? I've got this job as a police officer. I've got." children and they're sending me to vermont to where they were supposedly going to be bringing in all these war prisoners right oh wow and he said and and i don't know what i'm going to do i said don't complain to me i've been paying your taxes you know all you do is show up two weeks and go to some summer camp you're complaining the wrong guy guy. (laughs) exactly well, it, it really is great to see you, and thanks for sharing some stories with us. Uh, I love you and love your family and certainly love your dad, and great to honor him. Uh, we do it every opportunity we can, and on his birthday, it's a great opportunity. Well, hey, you know, you guys are uh, wonderful. I love listening to you on the radio, and uh, I'm, I'm telling you, John, you don't realize it yet, but uh, you're going to have that legendary status no. when you retire. No. Uh, you've just been unbelievable for uh, for Bailey University. How do you follow a legend with another legend? It just doesn't happen. <laughs> but it did this time. It doesn't happen. Yes, it does happen. <laughs> I appreciate you coming in. Great. Tell Beverly hello for us. I will sure do it. Thank Betty's you, Boutique. We'll watch for the opening there of that. There we go. Very good. Uh, Steve Fallon in the flesh with us in the studio.